0: what's going on everyone I am going to give you today nine steps to position you to get out of debt permanently really yes that is possible I am going to tell you exactly how to do it are you ready because I'm ready because we all have this ball and chain on our ankles that is a lead balloon holding us down to not living the life that you love because the fact that debt actually creates a lack of freedom in your life. I don't care if it's mortgage debt or if it's car debt, student loan debt, debt to family members, you name it, you've likely got it. And whether your brain has actually convinced you or not whether or not that debt is actually good debt or bad debt, it really doesn't matter. You have to go to work today to pay for yesterday and that doesn't feel good to anybody. Have you ever seen anyone the day they actually pay off their mortgage? Oh my gosh. It's like they won the lottery. Who would not want to feel like that? Or how about when you pay off those student loans, that drudgery that they've now put amortization schedules for 20 years on students, which is absolutely ridiculous because the first 20 years of you launching your life owe to the government. Like that's not good. How does that feel good to anybody? So this is about breaking the chains that bind you and actually bust out, because it is time for all of us to actually pull our power back and financially exist in the world from a place of empowerment and not that of victim of the debt system, okay? And I know some of you are sitting there going, well, but if I have a mortgage rate at 2.75% and I get the mortgage interest tax deducted, then I'm only paying 1.75, and that is a true statement. Absolutely. Financially, if you actually can do those patterns, you can use a debt instrument to your favor. The challenge is, is most people have gotten trapped with their financial situation because it's all the stuff in life that we don't plan on that comes and then you didn't get the debt paid off because something else happened. And then it starts to snowball and you can never get out of the snowball. So let's get out of this snowball permanently, you ready? All right, number one first step to get out of debt if you're not opening all those envelopes get them now some of you may these days have started to get all that stuff electronically i have to tell you that electronic delivery of statements on credit cards you know it's really great for the credit card companies because they actually um save money on the paper and the postage which okay There's the environment issue too it's also better for the environment i get that but what we actually need to do is to increase our awareness surrounding our debt not decrease our awareness around our debt meaning like every time i ask somebody what is the interest rate on your mortgage payment nobody can usually nobody can tell me what it is because it's buried in all that stack of papers And it's very rarely, very few companies actually put that interest rate on your monthly statement, even if you get the paper statement in the mail. So what I need you to do is I need you to position yourself to be lucky to open up those emails or open up those envelopes that have your statements on it. And what do I mean by that? So if you don't have a separate email address that all your financial stuff goes to, I would highly recommend that. Why? Because it increases your awareness. It could also increase out of sight out of mind so be careful how you're using it as a tool so whether you get the paper or whether you get the electronic position you to where you're actually seeing it and looking at it okay number two the second step to actually getting out of your debt permanently is i need you once you actually look at all the debts that you have i want you to look at the interest rates that you're paying on each of them many times particularly if they're credit card companies In student loan companies, you can actually negotiate those rates down. So if you call them up and say, hey, I would like to have a lower interest rate or I'm going to transfer my debt to another vendor. Now you may be sitting here with a credit card score or a credit score that's lower. And you're like, "Mm, I actually don't think you're going to because you've already started the judgment process and the blaming and the shaming and the guilt that you have all surrounding your debt. But here's the thing. I want you to just you know what, yeah, your credit score may suck right now and it may not be your ideal. Or you may be somebody that actually is a real estate investor and you actually use your credit a lot, so your credit score kinda goes up and down and you do this up and down position. But right now we're in one of the lowest interest rate environments um, and it's not gonna last too much longer. So take advantage of it. So if you can get those um, creditors to actually decrease your debt, like right now I have four properties and I'm refinancing all of them. It is a pain in the butt. Oh, my gosh. So but it's worth it because when I look at that, each loan is going to save thousands and thousands of dollars over the next few years. um, Guess what? I'm doing it. Just doing it. So if you try to negotiate with your current creditors, if not, it's time to move somewhere else. So that is step number three. So I need you to make a list of all of your debts. And again, credit cards, student loans, car payments. Money owed to family members. Whatever debt you have, I want you to list it out. And do me a favor, do it per vendor. A lot of times we lump things together, we don't systematize it. That's another way that our money patterns actually get in our way. So this is exactly how I'd like for you to do it. Whether you can use an Excel spreadsheet on the computer or a yellow pad of paper, I don't care. Whatever is easy because we have to create a system that is simple and easy for you Or you'll abort it at the first chance possible all right so I want you to make a list here's the vendor so if you have three visa cards chase visa Bank of America visa I want you to name them so it increases awareness right the whole piece here is I need it to land in your physical body the debt levels that you have why because that's when you're gonna actually get to the place where you can accept the reality that you've created in your life thus far, and that's the only way to permanently deal with it, right? Even though it might give you some anxiety, but I got other videos about anxiety and how to reduce that about money. So take a look at those as well. All right, so I need you to make the list, the vendor. I want you to put the interest rate in the next column. Then I want you to put down what the minimum payment is on that statement. And then I want you to make a fourth column that says, What is the actual payment on average that you're making to those debts per month? And just be honest and just list each one of them, okay? Then what I want you to do is I want you to total the amounts of the minimum payments, total that column, and then I want you to total the actual payments that you make month to month. And again, when you start to do this awareness piece, it's gonna actually bubble up for you uh, emotions, right? you're increasing the awareness so you're actually then really looking at it on paper and you might want to run to the bathroom and throw up like sometimes that happens sometimes you get so anxiety and then you're like biting people's heads off of somebody that calls you or something of that nature you know what all of it's okay because here's the thing like i talk about in my first book the emotion behind money we have got to recognize we do have emotions behind money and it is super important for us to allow those emotions to come up and out why because when we don't allow those emotions to come up and out, they crystallize inside of our bodies, and that crystallization builds up over the years, and that's actually what creates disease in your body. So it's like I always say, you work things out and you act it out, and you do it through your money, through your health, and your relationships. So we want to make sure we're permanently taking care of these things, so they're not gonna show up in your health five years down the road because you actually didn't deal with what emotionally created the debt in the first place. Does that make sense? Okay, all right, bear with me, here we go. All right, so you've made this list, you got the vendor, you've got the interest rate, you have the minimum payment and its total down here, and then I want you to put the actual payment that you made and the total below that, which leads us to step number four. This is about actually moving to a place of empowerment with your debt as opposed to victim to the debt system that we've created in um, our world. So what I mean by that is that you're taking it from a place of saying, okay, all right, all right, I'm paying this amount a month, let's just say it's $1,000 a month in all your debts, which I'm sure many of you, it's way more than $1,000 a month. And your minimum payment is, let's just make the numbers easy for me right now. So let's just say it's $600 is the minimum and you're paying 1,000. All right, well, your next step is, Is I want you to prioritize them based on the highest interest rate debt because you already went to the vendors to see if they would lower it and if they didn't here's another clue if they weren't willing to actually do that I want you to actually then call or go to uh, creditcards.com because you may be able to get some of those transferred over you know if your credit score is below 650 and you already know that, well, then you're not gonna be able to transfer it to a zero percent credit card because your credit score is too low. So we gotta get your credit score up first, and that will be an option down the road. So this is where I want you to take. If let's just say you've got six debt accounts and your minimum payments are six hundred a month, but you're paying a thousand, all right? Then what I want you to do is I want you to take the four hundred dollars a month that's extra between the six hundred and the four hundred or the six hundred and the thousand and add that extra $400 to the highest interest rate debt that you have. So let's say that's Visa. So a Visa has a minimum payment of $100. You add the $100 between what you've actually been paying to vendors and what the minimum on all of them are. And then what you do there is you actually then pay $500 a month to that Visa until that Visa is completely gone. Now, here's step number five. I need you to put that payment on autopilot this is probably the most important piece why like you're like Julie what now now I I'm telling you your mind will make all these justifications as to you well like, well I like to control my payments on a monthly basis and um, I like to make sure that my check account does about the blah blah whatever BS that you're telling yourself You need to let that go because that's just your monkey mind and your ego trying to control a situation and when we try to control a situation that is one of a huge sign that you're in one of the five stress responses as us as humans which is trying to control and entrain everything around us so just notice that because if you're trying to control it that just means you're stressed out about it and that's okay be stressed out about it i need you to feel the feelings of being stressed out as opposed to trying to transmit your feelings in a form of control. So part of how you get to this next place is allowing and releasing your past. So if you think about your money, that you have your financial past, which is your debts, which I talk about that with my book Awaken Your Wealth that I have here on the wall. And your financial past are your debts then your cash flows, the money going into your checking account, and then the money going out for expenses. That's your present moment. That's you living in the now, living in the present moment. And then you have, on the other side, your financial future. And that's planting all the seeds for the future that you want to create in your world. And your money is energy, and your money is going to energize all those buckets that you then set up for your future. Now, here's what happens. The autopilot pieces. if we continue to do what we've always done, we're going to get what we've always gotten. What do I mean by that when it comes to debt? Well, if you keep trying to control and um, and train that because something might come up, something might do this, something might do that, <clears throat> it is super, super important that you put that on autopilot because I need you to stop thinking about your debt. I need you to stop speaking about your debt. And I need you to start feeling all the feelings about your debt because when you feel, speak, and think about your debt all the time, you're pulling your past into your life in the present moment, because we live in a holographic universe. And so it's just being mirrored right back to you. And there's lots of science around this. You can watch some of my other videos about it because I talk about this all the time. So put it on autopilot. That's the most self-loving thing you can do because I want it out of sight, out of mind until that $10,000 credit card bill is gone at paying that $500 a month autopilot because it'll eventually go away because we want to energize your life in the present moment and the tomorrow that you want to create that has nothing to do with your past because your past a lot of us would like to keep it where it is back there okay so number six the sixth step is I need you to reward yourself along the way. I have had clients tell me going, did my financial planner just tell me to go piss money away? (laughs) I do! Why do I say that? Because if you feel like you're in jail, you're gonna keep recreating jail. Think of it like an adolescent, somebody who's becoming a teenager. What happens when you tell a teenager they can't do something? They feel like they're stuck. They feel like they are jammed up. And guess what, they're gonna do it anyway. So this is how every single one of us works when it comes to debt. Because if you tell me, I can't have what I want, so let's just say you want uh, a new car, I'm gonna give you an example. And you are like, I'm gonna get that because you're trying to find happiness. That spending component component, is you trying to find happiness outside of yourself. Here's the thing, you will never create long-term sustainable happiness and joy in your life if you're looking for that answer outside of your insights. So that's all the spending that you do. And so I really want that to land inside of you. So the reason I say to reward yourself along the way, so let's just say we're down the road and we've now got that $500 a month that was going to paying off that $10,000 credit card. When that $500 a month opens up, so that payment, you have now paid off that visa, right? I want you to take that $500 a month. And remember, you have five other debt payments that are $100 minimum piece, right, in my example. Now, I want you to take a third of that um, $500 a month, and I want you to put it into a spending account. So I love these online savings accounts. You can name them what you want. There's lots of them that are out there that pay good interest and so what you do is you name it what you want to spend it so when i'm talking to clients like they want to take better vacations they want a new car they want um, house remodeling they want these are the things that we're spending it on so i want you to now move from playing defense with your debt to playing offense by putting it into an online savings account and again what did we learn in the last step i want it on autopilot so let's just say The $500 a month doesn't divide by three equally. So bear with me here. I'm just going to say, let's just say it's 200 bucks into each bucket. So you say I'm going to put $200 a month into my new vacation fund. Now you're going to have twenty four hundred bucks a year to go have the vacations that you want. And if it's a goal to take better vacations than that, then we increase that over time for good behavior, for paying off your debt. So you continue to expand your life more into a life that you love as opposed to one that feels like torture, right? So the other two thirds that I want you to do is I want you to actually take one third of it and then put it into another online savings account that's called emergency reserves. Because it's not a matter of if an emergency happens, it's a matter of when. So while we're trying to transition out of these debt positions, what happens is that life happens. Uh, Maybe you have a hot water tank that blows, maybe your car broke down, maybe Um, your kids needed some help and you're like oh I can't get out of this debt trap well this is how we do it I had a client recently she was it was amazing Um, they had to bail some family out they had um, credit card debt when I met with them they had student loan debt that they co-signed for their son and they're trying to retire in the next seven to ten years and they're like oh my god like a part of our house started sinking and we need to fix this addition as well as we had to help family members out in the pandemic stuff financially. And I go, well, but remember how when you were paying off the debts, we started building this money on the side on autopilot? They didn't have to create any debt to fix their house or help their family because it was sitting in these buckets that were on autopilot that they forgot about. How amazing is that? Talk about coming from a place of empowerment with your money. It's huge. It's huge, and you feel better, which means that you're feeling more high vibration, higher energy, you're loving your life more, you're loving your job more, you're gonna get bigger bonuses, bigger pay raise, because people like being around you. This is the ripple effect of our lives, okay? And then, so the other third, I want you to add that to your next highest interest rate debt. So, and again, work with me on this, we said 200 to the new vacation fund, to an emergency reserve fund to insulate yourself and start to create some cushion and then and if you're one of those people that has enough cushion out there great job good job well then add it to your retirement so you can retire a little bit early or put more in your kids college funds so you can get that monkey off your back before they go to college so that all you have to do is worry about your own retirement you don't have to worry about the kids for college okay so The other third, you add that hundred to the next debt payment, which is then three hundred a month. If you're just going like one hundred, that you're already paying the minimum on, and this next one, the Mastercard, we'll say the second one's Mastercard, and then you have the three hundred. Now you have three hundred a month until that debt is gone, and then you do the same process. When that one's gone, you add a third to spending. When with that open three hundred bucks a month, you add to the spending bucket. You add to the Uh, building your asset bucket whether it's emergency reserves or more for retirement or more for kids college or whatever those goals are for yourself and then you take the other third and then you add it to the other payment it's amazing and what you do is you put all these things on autopilot don't try to control it this is how you're gonna act out your old patterns put it on autopilot and I'm telling you you will be shifting from place of victim to empowerment you're gonna be claiming your life financially Time after time again and it works because you're satisfying yourself emotionally along the way and you're cleaning up your past while living in the present moment and planning for the future all at the same time all right number seven step number seven is I need you to hold good solid debt boundaries what do I mean by that so some of you may need a little bit more help than others when it comes to holding debt boundaries for yourself Debt boundaries are things like people will tell me um, because debt is almost like a drug for some for some people, right? Um, It gets the energy like you go out and spend and then you wind up with the spending hangover and you're like, I just created another nightmare. I don't want to do that anymore. Well, so what you want to do is that you want to then shift that actual um, boundary. You may have to like I have had clients stick their credit cards that because they weren't willing to cut the credit cards up. So I have them stick them in the freezer so they don't use them. Then I actually even had somebody write them all down on a piece of paper, even though they were in the freezer and they still use them. Like, do you see how this is your suffering pattern? Because you're not choosing, you know, the most self-love and self-care that you can. And it's all because of fear, because we fear like we don't have what if, the you know, something happens and if I can't get out of a jam. Trust me, when it's not an option, you will still make it to the other side. You'll just do it in a healthier, empowered way, not just like my parents did. They didn't have credit lines like we have today and they still figured it out. They made other choices and they still got to live the life they wanted to live. It's amazing how we have those choices, but the debt traps you. This is the issue with the debt, okay? Um, Maybe it's the fact that, you know, it's really okay. So many people don't close their credit card accounts. Like I have so many female clients that have like 10 store company, like, Macy's card, and a Nordstrom's card, and a whatever shoe store card, and Athletics, Gap, Banana Republic, you name it, women have those in their wallets. And you know what, we don't close those credit lines because we've got something going in our mind because somebody said along the way, well, you don't want to close the credit lines because it's actually going to hurt your credit score. Well, I'm here to tell you that it hurts your credit score more having them open and not using them than actually closing them down. What do I mean by that? So to optimize your credit score, you have to charge 30% of the debt lines you have open. So if you have $10,000 of a credit line open, or all of your credit lines combined, you need to charge $3,000 a month and pay it off 100% every month to optimize your credit score. So closing some of those accounts and having lower limits of credit available actually can help your credit score. So watch what stories you're telling yourself that you've picked up along the way about debt in different belief systems, because they may or may not be reality. They're just the story that you've told yourself. So step number eight is kind of, it's what I just said, those debt stories. Where did your perception of debt come from, from your mom, from your dad, from your coworkers, from life circumstances, from your spouse because it was easier just to do that than to argue with them. I want you to sit back and look at write down, what are my debt stories? What are, what are the things that I tell myself about my debt? What do I tell myself? What are they all the time? And then I want you to actively release those debt stories because whatever story you tell yourself becomes your reality. Again, remember our feelings our words and our thoughts are actually what we create. So if you don't create a new debt story, like I live debt free, that could be your new story. Well, it's kind of sometimes hard to actually do that when you're not actually living that way. So unless you change the story, your reality is not gonna change. So I need you to release them. And there's lots of ways to release stories. Um, And um, that's making me think like, I need to actually do another, I do a video on that. So that will be coming soon. And step number nine, I need you to rinse and repeat. <laughs> when someone is in a debt cycle, whether it's credit card debt, card debt, and in essence, anyone who has not become their own bank, meaning that you're not depending on yourself for your purchases, that you're actually leveraging a bank in that process. When you leverage a bank, you lose your freedom, bottom line. Um, I have a mortgage. It's not a bad thing. It's just the fact that, you know what, if I didn't have a mortgage, I'd make a lot of different choices in life, and people do. If you didn't have any debt, what conversations would you really be having with your employer or your coworkers? You wouldn't put up with the same garbage because you wouldn't need them anymore, right? You wouldn't need the paycheck anymore. You could stand more in your truth. You could stand more in your authenticity. So you're likely to fall off the horse. Can you just forgive yourself for that and rinse and repeat? Because it doesn't matter that you fall off the horse. It's about the fact that you have now increased your awareness. Think of it like a mountain, a debt mountain, that you reached a summit. Yup, you fell off the horse, you kind of slid down the mountain a little bit. And, oh, I'm going to get to the next summit. I find that most people, it's somewhere between a two to four times they fall off the cycle. So when you fall off, it's actually pretty normal. Love yourself enough to get back up on the horse and do it again. Talk to you guys soon. Ciao.